Hello, SFFDL listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our biweekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington. I'm recording on September 8th, and today I'm going to talk about speculative nonfiction, which I don't actually know if that's a real thing. <laughs> I'm going to talk about nonfiction that connects to speculative fiction directly. Uh, that's what I'm going to do, because I've been reading two, or I have read two really interesting books recently that do that thing, and I wanted to talk about them. All right, so before we get into more of that, a reminder that we have a new newsletter called The Deep Dive. It's actually not so new at this point, but it's newish. And our editorial team are writing for casual and power readers. You'll find weekly stories that draw from our experiences as readers, teachers, librarians, booksellers, other bookish professionals. Um, we've had a brief history of chain letters, the anatomy of an Obama summer reading list, all kinds of good stuff. And if you would like to pay, you can get exclusive content. There's a mega list of books our readers think you should add to your TBR. There's community features, including commenting and during the month of September all new free subscribers are going to get entered to win Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler obviously of interest to y'all plus five more books who knows which ones they will be unsure uh, it'll be a fun surprise um, so if you want to enter you just start a free subscription to the deep dive there's no payment required and you can do that at bookriot.substack.com Go get yourself maybe some free books and lots of interesting information. All right, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest-paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman. The pressure cooker of minor league baseball leads to major chemistry in this exhilarating, sexy, and triumphant Rivals to Lovers debut romance. Gene Ionescu is the first openly trans player in professional baseball. He has nearly everything he's ever let himself dream of. That is, until Luis Estrada, Gene's former teammate and current rival, gets traded to the Beavers. Now, Gene and Louise can't manage a civil conversation off the field or a competent play on it, but in the close confines of dugout benches and roadie buses, they begrudgingly rediscover a comfortable rhythm. 
As the two grow closer, the tension between them turns electric and their chemistry spills past the confines of the stadium. So this is one of the first adult rom-coms published by a major publishing house centering a gay trans man by a gay trans man. It also has ADHD and anxiety representation and some joyful, heartfelt moments. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman for sponsoring this episode. So here's what we're doing today. I was on vacation this summer, obviously, and uh, (laughs) I stumbled across in a tiny bookstore this truly tiny, like it's the size of my hand and I have small hands, Um, beautiful little bound essay by Ursula Le Guin that I had never heard of. It's called The Carrier Bag Theory of Fiction. And it's purple and it's got Ursula Le Guin's name on it and it's tiny and cute. And I was like, well, obviously I have to buy it. Like, I don't know what it is and I don't care in buying it. So I bought it. And this This little, tiny little book has like blown a hole in my head in the good way. Um, Between Le Guin's, you know, look at what a narrative arc can be and what looking at speculative fiction, especially through a different lens than the classic, you know, hero's journey might look like was so lovely and also so welcome, you know, to see the foundations of what she was thinking as she was writing. But it also has this amazing introduction by a feminist scholar who I'd never heard of, Donna Haraway. Uh, I somehow missed hearing about her and found she's like actually very famous. And her introduction also is just like incredible. Um, And both of them are talking about how it matters what kinds of stories we tell and what kinds of stories we give weight to and broadening the spectrum of stories. I mean, I think it's kind of famous, right, that like the hero's journey is a known storytelling arc. It has like, you know, X, Y and Z elements. And that's the quote unquote, the only story there is. But it's not. It's not the only story there is. Uh, there are so many other stories uh, and types of stories. And um, and giving those their place and like understanding why they're important is really sort of mind-blowing. So if you are interested in thinking about fiction and how stories get told and why stories get told and whose voices are heard and whose arcs are, uh, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? Like idolized or romanticized or whose, whose arcs are considered valuable, then this is an amazing piece of literature. All of Le Guin's essays, I will say, are fantastic. Um, And, you know, she's an amazing writer no matter what she's doing. And if you haven't read any of her essays, like this is a great place to start, but also just get one of her collection of essays. I'll leave a couple links in the show notes. They are so good, y'all, especially if you're interested in craft. She's got a whole book that's just about craft of writing. Um, So for all you writers out there, Le Guin, always a good one. Always a good one. And then the second book I want to talk about, which is my sci-fi pick, technically, (laughs) I'm still trying, I'm trying, y'all, is one I just picked up recently, and I'm reading it right now, and it is blowing my mind. Uh, It's The Disordered Cosmos, 
A Journey into Dark Matter, Space Time, and Dreams Deferred by Chanda Prescott-Weinstein. Um, I think Chanda has been on the show before. Sharifa and Chanda know each other. Um, and so this was on my radar, and I finally got around to picking it up. It's got a beautiful cover, by the way, also like a beautiful book. Um, really stunning. And I... It's so funny, you know, when you get into especially math and science, my brain like just sort of stops working, even when it's written for a popular audience. Like, you know, what Prescott Weinstein is like diving into like quarks and like, you know, they're like, here are the different kinds of quarks, like top, bottom, charm, strange, you know, uh, up, down. And I was just like. All I can think is like tag yourself. Like, am I charm or am I strange? But I don't know. I don't know what it means. Like, I don't know what it means that there are these six kinds of quirks. And she explains it, and the words just sort of like go in one ear and out the other. But rather than getting discouraged, what I have found over the course of my insistence on picking these things up anyway is that if I can just let it wash over me, it doesn't matter if I understand everything because I'm gonna find something that's interesting and speaks to me. Um, and I love the, like, what initially got me to pick up this book was, you know, the description, um, which is, in The Disordered Cosmos, Dr. Chanda Prescott-Weinstein shares her love for physics, from the standard model of particle physics and what lies beyond it, to the physics of melanin in skin, to the latest theories of dark matter, all with a new spin informed by history, politics, and the wisdom of Star Trek. Like, that is just designed to get me to pick it up. We've got, you know... A black woman who is also part of the queer community, which is, you know, very not often seen publicly in uh, the front of the science movement. Right. That's an identity that is not often um, shown to us in the sciences. So that's exciting. And uh, I love people looking like from a different perspective at some of this stuff that like I know it's cool in theory. I just don't know what's cool about it. And I want you to tell me. And then I can pretend to understand things in the sci-fi novels when I read them later. I'm like, oh, yes, particle physics, space-time continuum, string theory. I know all about that. I read a book. So if you, like me, um, like to learn and also can just like not get too hung up on understanding everything, um, or maybe you will understand everything, and that's awesome. I highly recommend this. I'm really enjoying the reading experience. It's led to some like interesting dreams, honestly. Um, so I'm expecting that to continue. Uh, so yes, that's The Disordered Cosmos by Chanda Prescott-Weinstein. Highly recommend. It also has some illustrations from Sharifa in it, side note. Uh, and I want to shout out the very first book I ever picked up that was like this, which is Physics of the Impossible by Michio Kaku. This book, y'all, is like, you know, if if Prescott-Weinstein is influenced by Star Trek, uh, Kaku is like 100% like literally talking about Star Trek and Star Wars and Back to the Future and all of these things. Things. And the framework of that book is um, he's got it divided up into like what kind of impossible is this science fiction trope. So like class one impossibilities are things that like we're probably not too far off from having this uh, or like it existing in our world. Class two are like, mm, 
this is probably not going to happen anytime ever or not anytime soon anyway. And class three is like these how there's I can't figure out how this could ever happen. Um, And I just love that framing. And he directly addresses the sci fi properties that use these. Um, So it's super fun. It's so nerdy and delightful. Um, And it's like disordered cosmos is going next to this on my shelf. So uh, that third one is Physics of the Impossible by Michio Kaku. And that's my pitch for nonfiction, speculative nonfiction slash nonfiction related to speculative fiction. It's fun. It's a good time, y'all. Uh, it, it it really does expand the way that I read speculative fiction, which I think is cool. And maybe you do too. All right. That's our show. SFFES yes, sound edited by the excellent Caitlin Brame. So many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can email us as always at sffyeah at bookriot.com. If you would be so kind as to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you can leave a review, uh, we super appreciate it. And uh, in between shows, you can find me on Blue Sky and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.